Hey guys, welcome to Southern Nights. I'm your host Alicia. I hope everyone is doing great. I hope you are all in good health and in happiness. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. <laughs> I know there's a lot of drama going on with certain people um, in our country. Um being total asshats about um, pride merchandise and um, where they're at in the store, at their any store at all. And um, I think these people are actually in the minority, um, the ones that are being um, hateful and cruel just to throw their weight around. Um, I think most people know someone and love someone that is part of the LGBTQ plus community. And um, I think most people respect other people um, enough to be kind and loving and just understand, you know, we're all different and and being different is okay, and that's what makes us interesting and unique. And I don't think being different is a bad thing unless it's, you know, hurting other people or hurting children, etc. obviously. Um, but LGBTQ plus people, um, happy Pride Month. And um, for all the allies, happy Pride Month. Now... I just came in from watching a very pretty sunset. Um, I I went outside to give um, my daughter's boyfriend an early birthday gift because his birthday is coming up in a few days, and I don't know if I'll get to see him. So um, I wanted to give him his gift early instead of late, and um, and and this guy was just beautiful. Um, so. That was nice. <laughs> it was really, really pretty. I didn't get any pictures or anything, but I just, it was, it was so pretty. It was pretty. I just, I enjoyed it. It was really nice. And he liked his gift. And I got him one of those sunrise, sunset alarm clock things. And um, because he works uh, nights and so his days and nights get mixed up and uh, I thought it might help him. But anyway, <laughs> um, the other day, um, actually it was Friday last week, um, I had planned on the, the next day taking what kids could come uh, with us, but I think that would have just been my younger two, um, and go to the beach. Um, some of my older kids, they don't like the beach, so... Um, and two of them had to work and, you know, whatever. I just wanted to make it a quick trip and I wasn't even thinking about it being, uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I guess it worked out, but cause that would have been crazy driving in that <laughs> had I been able to anyway. But, um, so on Friday, um, my 16 year old and I get in my car and drive up to, um, the gas station at the front of our neighborhood and um, 
she goes in to go get drinks and my car started acting really weird. Um, it started acting like, you know, when, um, there's like debris in your gas, you know, and sometimes it gets stuck in the fuel injectors and you can kind of feel it. It kind of like, it shakes a little bit or shudders or whatever. And, and then it like pushes through and then it's fine again. It was acting like that, except it wasn't going through. So, um, it started shuddering. It started acting really, really bad. And I thought it was about to die and I started smelling gas. Um, and then I had a notice flash up on my screen that said engine power reduced. And I got freaked out smelling gas and seeing that message. So I turned my car off and I was messaging my husband. Actually, this was Saturday. This was Saturday. I was going to go Sunday. I was thinking about going Sunday. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Saturday because he was at work already. My bad. Anyway, um, perimenopausal brain. Excuse me. Anyway, um, so I'm messaging him and I'm like really hoping he will see it and um, have an idea what's going on and if it would be okay to try to get it back home. I mean, it's just you know, a couple blocks away. Um, I turn my car back on. It does start up just fine, but I get the same message and engine power reduced and I freak out, turn it back off and I grab my purse and everything and I go inside and I'm telling uh, my daughter what's going on and I'm like totally like freaking out because um, uh, it was pretty emotional for me because <laughs> um, I have been trying to do everything I can to get everything in order so we can start doing more trips and I feel like every time I get ahead every time I plan something happens and he had just replaced the shocks on it the weekend before, which I didn't really want to spend the money on, but it was clunking and stuff, so I kind of had to. So, um, now this new thing popped up, and I'm like, oh my god, what if it's, like, really, really bad news, and I don't have a car anymore kind of thing? Um, how would I be able to get another car? Um... Of the vehicle we keep as like a backup vehicle it actually has something wrong with it too that we haven't addressed yet because currently no one's really driving it so either way I went um it was just not good <laughs> I was really feeling it but anyway uh we get our drinks we go back out um I wait for a while for him to answer uh, my husband he never answered so I decide to just get the car home, um, or hope, try, try to get it home. And, um, so I turn it on, it's shuddering, it's acting really, really, really bad. Um, but I did drive it, I get it right before I got out of the parking lot. It acted like something did kind of pop through or something and it changed and it sounded better. Um, it was driving okay, but I was, um... I was delirious, but the message went away. Um, it stopped smelling like gas so strong. And 
I was able to get it home. And um, by the time my husband answered, <laughs> I'd already had it home, and he was like, um, he'll take a look at it. It's probably nothing super major. Um, but that didn't stop me from feeling some real kind of upset. And I, I guess I wanted to talk about that a bit because um, this is the part where um, guys might want to not listen because I'm going to talk about um, side effects of perimenopause and hormones because it's like it's like puberty but in reverse and it jacks all kinds <laughs> with your emotion and um, I'm not talking about anything super um, in, in detail but um, I, I, I really feel like um, you know, maybe men should listen. Maybe you should listen because um, if you have a partner in the 35 to, we'll say, 60 range, um, there's a good chance she's feeling a lot of what I'm feeling and um, having the same kind of emotions and reactions that um, I'm having. And um, especially if she can't afford to get treated for any of it, um, it's really, really, um, it's difficult. It's really emotional and um, a lot of worry <laughs> um, until you start reading into the symptoms. And I found this awesome lady on YouTube, by the way, um, if you want to look her up, it's Carrie Ann Wright, the W, Carrie, K-A-R-I, Carrie Ann Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T. And um, she is the one that helped me realize that I was having all these symptoms. And it's all tied into how um, even depressive and upset I have been lately. And um, I mean, aside from obviously I have reason to actually be sad and upset and frustrated. Um, I'm just feeling it um, on such an amplified level. Um and then I don't know what to do with myself because I'm feeling it so strong. And um, so it makes it really, really hard. Um, it definitely reminds me of going through puberty and everything was just heightened. You know, like your little friend groups that you have these little spats with your friends. And it was like this big, monumental, huge, life-changing thing. And I definitely... Um, I'm having that. I mean, obviously I've matured more, so it's a little bit different, but, um, but the same kind of like, um, amplification is there. The ups and downs are, are wilder <laughs> and, um, so I really, really wanted to soon go out for some kind of trip like, I wanted to go down to the beach, or I wanted, you know, basically, whichever direction I was going in, it was going to be about three hours away, and, um, I finally thought that my vehicle was in a, a good place, um, to be able to make a said three-hour trip and return trip, so a six-hour total few hundred-mile trip. <laughs> I am drinking Dr. Pepper out of my giant loves cup. And um, I don't care about judgment. 
I don't. Obviously, I'm doing this podcast. I don't really care about judgment anyway. Because <laughs> I'm being very brutally honest um, about many, many different topics on this podcast. And frankly, I don't give a crap. And that is another thing about getting older that is really nice. You just start to not give a shit anymore. You're like, yeah, well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? You know? Um. Anyway, back to my story, I guess. Um, my husband couldn't tell me much. Um, he told me that when our son got home to have him run codes on it. And, um, so he did. And, um, it all came back to do with, like, fuel injection and stuff like that. It might have been the fuel pump. It was causing a misfire on, um, cylinder two, um, which happened to be when my husband was looking at the fuel injectors. I'm so grateful that he can fix shit. <laughs> uh, it was the most cruddy, so it definitely had um, some issues. And um, He said he could have cleaned them, but we opted to buy new ones, And um, especially since I was about to do trips this summer, and hopes to do trips anyway. So there was another hit that I didn't want to do, and I was all kinds of upset because... Um, before he got home that night, okay, so I'm backing up to, he hasn't messaged me back yet. Um, I'm crying and upset because I'm tired of things stopping me from finding any enjoyment in life. And, um, cause that's what it feels like. It feels like the universe is just trying to stop me from finding a way to have a little enjoyment and fun. And I really wanted to go on a trip soon and um not realizing it was memorial day weekend so i guess i got saved from that but i was still really upset about it at the time and so i come in i'm crying i'm like complaining to my kids that it's just it's not cool it's not fair and um eventually they all go to their rooms and i'm like i'm sitting on the couch and i feel like i can't call one friend she has so much going on and I didn't know who to call I didn't at the, at the time you know in this moment this is my how my brain was processing it I don't know who to call um and then my ex my second ex not the first really awful one but the second one um his name popped in my head and I was like yes he's been going through a hard time he would understand so um, I called him, and so he let me kind of vent, and we talked about his vehicle doing something similar, and, um, you know, how much that fix was, but, you know, he's not as handy as my husband is, so he actually has to take his stuff to get worked on, um, and uh, my husband tends to be able to fix things. So that does save us some money. But um, So, you know, he was just kind of there and to talk to. And he understood um, how I was feeling about, like, the universe. Feeling like it's holding me back. And um, how I feel like I have taken on so much. I think the mental load, especially for mothers is too much. It's too much for one person to take on. There's all kinds of things that 
it feels like we have to keep up with and keep track of and do and listen to and be there for and and um it's not that we don't want to do any of these things it's just it's so much and um and it's not that there aren't people in my house that understand this um it's just there's so many and the um, there's a few that there's there's two that seem to understand and they're super awesome <laughs> um with how they treat me and I really really appreciate that but um you know the the others sometimes um don't necessarily understand especially and oddly enough my my husband um when someone is taking something out on me even if I'm not the cause of it he doesn't understand that it's being taken out on me I'm the one being snipped at or yelled at and um he doesn't understand that I take that on because it's being aimed at me. And he was like, well, you're not the reason why the person's upset. So why are you, why are you taking it on? I'm like, because someone's actually yelling at me, like it's taken out on me. Um, he doesn't get it. So when I was explaining this to, uh, my ex, he, he did. He, He's like, okay, you're like a sponge and you've absorbed as much, like, water, you know, emotions and stuff, you know, as you can. And now what happens with the sponge? It just starts oozing water out and it starts splashing off of it and it can't take on anymore. And he's like, you've reached the point where you have to, like, release it. And so I was, like, crying. And I ended up crying so hard that day that I had a busted, busted, bleh. <laughs> a busted blood vessel in my right eye and so my the blood is like dispersing across my eye now it's like around my pupil and it looks like really really weird but anyways and you know when my husband got home I explained I was like who the fuck would understand and so I called Dirk and I told him all about it you know, and he's like, yeah, that makes sense, uh, whatever, <laughs> he doesn't care, and, um, anyway, so, uh, we ate dinner, and then he was asking me questions about the car, I was like, look, why don't you just get the keys and go out and turn it on, and see what it does for you, and, you know, what codes it reads, or whatever, and so he goes out, and he turns it over, and it sounds fine, it sounds completely fine, the message wasn't there anymore, so he was like, it definitely had to have been, like, debris in the fuel injector, it was just like a big piece and so it had trouble pushing it through and that's why I was smelling gas because it was like overcompensating um trying to push it through and so some he said some gas probably came out when that happened because it was being so forced through which made sense to me anyway so that's when we decided to just um went on Amazon and ordered some for the Sunday delivery and um, it actually got here early in the day, and he spent a few hours um, taking out the old fuel injectors, and he showed them to me, and he showed me the second one. It was really, really black and cruddy, so, and they all kind of were, but the second one was definitely really bad, so. I said, well, they probably could have been cleaned. I was like, yeah, I'm glad to just put new ones in it, because then that's like, you know, that's more time to not have to worry about it again, you know, and, um. Uh, so I'm glad 
I guess I'm glad for that, but um, that day was rough. It was rough, and I was, like, in my feels the whole day. I cried the whole day. <laughs> like I said, so hard that I I ended up um, busting a blood vessel in my, my eye. And because, I mean, I was, when I say, like, sobbing, it was like my soul was sobbing. It felt so deep inside that I had to get it out. And, um, it was horrible. <laughs> and, um, my eyes were ended up, like, goopy and gloppy for, like, two days after that <laughs> because I, I was crying so hard. And, um, I've been using eye drops to help with the, the, the blood, <laughs> the blood vessel problem or whatever. But, um. This is only the second time I've ever done that, where I've cried hard enough to, to do that, and uh, and it's all been within the last couple of years. So, anyway, I just I guess I just wanted to talk about that because I wanted to point out that um, sometimes it feels like things are stacked against you and you can't get out of it, but that's not the truth of the situation. Maybe sometimes. The way things happen is to protect you from something else that could have happened. So maybe me not going on that weekend trip because I didn't realize it was Memorial Day weekend saved us from an accident or getting stranded three hours away from home. So sometimes that's how you have to look at it. Maybe there was something else in the works that you just don't see to know um, what the universe was doing. So maybe it wasn't trying to hinder me. Maybe it was trying to protect us. And, um, and even though it sucked and even though it made me so sad, it also made me realize something that sometimes you have an unlikely person in your corner, you know, like me thinking of the three kids here, the three middle ones here, their dad whom I have history with that I could go on and on talking about as well. And I thought for sure I would do a series on him, but I don't think I will. Um, we talked for like three or four hours that day. He let me vent. And, um, and then I got to learn more about him and how he's changed um, in all these years since we've known each other. And I, I definitely think we both changed quite a lot. And there's no way we would ever be together again. So for anyone even questioning that, that is a hard no. But to say he's my friend, I think so. I, I, think, I think so. Because I called him and he was there. And the odd thing, this is the funny thing. He told me, you know, like halfway through the call, he's like, you know, I was supposed to work today. I was like, oh, really? Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's like, no. He's like, I had called in before you even called me. He was like, I had this nagging feeling when I woke up. Um, He was like, I just felt like for some reason I shouldn't go in today. And I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't place why. He's like, you know, I had a little headache. Nothing that would keep me from being able to do my job or anything. Not like a migraine or anything. But 
you know, he's like, oh, not enough to call out. Uh, he's like, I even got so far as getting dressed and walking out to my car, and I got halfway to it, and I was like, nope, I cannot go in today. And so he said he called in and used a personal day, so thankfully he got paid for it and didn't lose money on my account because, like I said, I knew he would understand because he's having um, he's having some struggles and issues of his very own. So, um, anyway, um, so... I was shocked. I was like, wow. He goes, yeah. So I think I had to call out so you could call and talk and vent all this out. And I think I needed to be here for you today. <laughs> so that was really nice. And um, I don't know. It just felt really nice to have like somebody understand, you know, what I was feeling, what I was going through and, and not, um, put me down for it um and you know what this is kind of funny because he used to when I'd cry be like oh you're so emotional and now this time when I said oh I hate crying I hate it and he goes I don't understand why people that can cry when there's stuff like this going on they say that and I was like because there's a stigma you know I hate crying because um it, it does make you appear weak to some people, but mostly I don't like how it affects my eyes and my sinuses and <laughs> it just makes me tired and depleted. And so there's a whole multitude of reasons and I really hate crying when I'm mad because then you're, I'm like really, really mad. If I'm crying when I'm pissed off, I'm really, really mad, like really mad. But people don't see it that way. People will be like, oh, you're just so emotional. You're so upset over that. Or, no, you better run. <laughs> is what that means. Anyway, so he was like, I guess, you know, I guess people do see it that way. He's like, there's people that have trouble crying. And they wish they could be like people that can cry, you know, to kind of release that pressure. You know, like the sponge thing, you know. And um, so it, it was nice that he has grown and matured and sees it differently now than when we were together, you know, 17 to 20 years ago, whatever, when he was acting like I was like weak and just emotional. I was like, I think a lot of people feel this way, especially moms, because, um, we, we carry so much, um, and I don't mean that it's, like, only moms. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying because I am a mom. And I see other moms, my friends, struggle um, with the same kind of feeling. Like, this mental overload. This mental emotional overload, really. And then um, nobody seems to really grasp how deep we feel it and how strong it really is. And they think... Um, we're just overreacting or whatever. And it's like when I telling my husband, for example, that I need a break, I really mean it. And um, I think I'm going to record another episode and I'll talk about um, kind of more about um, traveling in your car and stuff like that because um, I've been looking into doing that even alone occasionally like a weekend or something 
just camping out on my car and um, having some time to myself because I, I really feel um, I need space. Um, my kids are all getting pretty old now. I mean, my youngest is 12. And I think the only thing in this house that really needs me is probably Jaja because she's old and senile and she likes her routines and I think she'd probably be the only thing in this house that would have an issue with me being gone because the birds can be taken care of by other people and um you know my kids pretty much take care of themselves now and um I think it's just really hard to be a wife and mother To be the main parent, to be the one making sure all the bills are paid and there's food in the house and there's everything everybody needs and everybody's schedules you have to keep up with. And all the while, most of us are going through perimenopause at the same time. And that's also the same time that. You know, you kind of have like a, a midlife crisis that they call it. I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's not really a crisis. It's more like my life's changing. My body's changing. And it's like my kids are getting so old. It's like they don't need me in the same way. And that's really hard to um, digest, I guess. And um, not that I want them to act like little babies again. I sure don't. I don't want to do that again, but, um, I, you know, it, it's just a lot to take on at this phase in life. And, and I know for me personally, I mean, I've been a mom since I was 18. So all I've known is being a mom, being a wife and a mom, or, you know, with my second relationship we never actually married but uh, we lived together and it was like we were married I mean um but that's all you know that's, that's it and, and now it's like okay aside from this dog who only needs me because she's senile um what do I have uh I don't have the best relationship with my parents, um, which makes me sad. And I don't hear from my older kids that much, but that makes me sad. And, um, and you know, I'm not expecting everybody to like, oh, poor mom. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting... <sighs> I'm not expecting everybody to drop everything for me. Really, I just want understanding. Um, yeah, I just want understanding because um, right now it really feels like nobody does. And, and then I feel selfish for wanting to go on a trip alone. You know, I, I feel guilt over that because... Um, my husband, he works 
all the time. And he's always fixing things around the house and the cars. And, I mean, he does a lot. I mean, as, as annoying as his, like, autism or whatever's wrong with him um, annoys me. Um, and how he doesn't seem to understand why I feel things. <laughs> um... He does a lot, and so I feel guilty over wanting to go on a trip by myself and get away. And so I don't, I haven't actively pursued it, so some of it's my own fault. And, um, but I just, I feel guilty. Anyway, so what do you do, you know? Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap this up now. I have taught your ear off for 33 minutes or so. Thank you all for listening. Love you all. Good night.